going on, y'all? I've been waiting for this moment for a big minute um, to break down a lot of things. It's crazy, y'all. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a Villanova Wildcat. Villanova has the number two class. Like, how sweet is it? Two out of three years, Villanova has um, just been immaculate. And even that year they didn't go, I, I really, I mean... Spellman was out and Booth was hurt. I mean, clearly, I think if Spellman was there, it would have been a championship. The specialty of Spe- – I think how special Spellman is, people don't realize how special he really is. To not think that if he wouldn't have went there, Villanova wouldn't have went the extra mile. What he added to their team was so big, and it's something that we won't have this year. At the, at the five, I mean, Dylan Painter can shoot it, but we haven't seen it yet in college ball. So I have to be a little more, a little more sensitive to what people feel, you know, because I know some people are like, yo, I mean, what do you mean, Amari Spellman? I mean, or, I mean, excuse me, what do you mean, Dylan Painter can shoot the three ball? I mean, the man been doing this since Hershey High School, 6'10, you can rebound. And I'm pretty sure Jay Wright will implicate. You know, implement that in the offense if he feel like it's a weapon that he can use right now. And he and he can. You know, one thing about Spellman, though, he was confident. I mean, he was the most smoothest shooter, and he was at the five. I mean, that's kind of, like, dangerous to be smooth at the five. Spellman's going to be a real good NBA player with Atlanta Hawks. He's been doing good, making an impact. He's fast, quick, cat quick, can jump, can pass. He can just do so much. And as he gets into the NBA, I say about his third year, you're going to see him be a complete big man, one of the best in the game of basketball. You know, and for his time in the game, he's going to be one of the best centers, best big men in the game. I mean, he's special. And um, at the center now, we will start talking about the lineup. This year, again, but this time we got you know, put the future. We're not going to just talk about this year. We're talking about the future. Now, let's go down the line of this 2019 class. Okay. I remember I was telling people, listen, Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, those are two guys. Look for Eric Dixon to commit. Look for Justin Moore to commit. Bam. That was too high. It was already big right there. Justin Moore is a dog. I mean, any class would love to have Justin Moore. Justin Moore is a dog, man. He can shoot on anybody. He's my favorite player in his class. You know, he is really a dog. He's a guy you just want to watch. Okay, Justin Moore's on. He's tough, and you can't stop him from scoring. I mean, listen, if you don't haven't seen Justin Moore play, y'all got to watch this man. Completely intense. Explosive. Like, Justin Moore was just, I was like, wow, they got Justin Moore? Now, Eric Dixon, we're talking about, let me tell you something, both these guys are five stars to me. I don't know who doing the ratings, but these guys are just as good as anybody in their top ten. Eric Dixon at 6'7", nobody's going to guard this big bully in the, in, the, in the middle. Then you got the fact that he can shoot the three ball. He can shoot three-pointers. Yeah, so now you're getting that back. You know, it's, it's the same thing with Robinson Earl. Robinson Earl, 6'9", six, six, 240, can shoot the tray ball. He can drive on you quick, cat quick, like a guard. He can guard now one through five. I mean, he is something special, something different. 
Um, he's going to, in that forward position, the 2019 class, you, you're going to look at a lineup, and I can predict their starting lineup. Everybody talking about Kyle Gillespie. I'm going to put it like this. How, what do y'all think? Jay Wright is dumb. Kyle Gillespie is not going to start. We you looking at John Rothstein. He, he said the Vince Steven Senzo was going to start last year, and I told y'all he wasn't starting last year. Shout out to John Rothstein. That boy's nice, but you know, come on, John. Stop it. Jermaine Samuels was not recruited just to sit back because um, for nothing. I mean, y'all talking about last year. Jay Wright know what he has in Jermaine Samuels. Y'all don't know what Villanova has. He got hurt. Uh, you know, he brought him in slow. But, of course, he wasn't going to get that type of time because Michael Bridges. Michael Bridges was going to go on there all the time. Anybody that was going to get some more time in different matchups is Dante DiVincenzo. You did see that lineup a lot where DiVincenzo would go to three. You know what I mean? One, two, three. You can go any either route. But he's not going to start like that. That's suicide. You want your bench to have a firepower guy. Guy didn't come off while everybody getting tired and eat you up. It's the same way he won a national championship. He's going to stick to the same formula that won him the first national championship. Now that he has that formula, he's not leaving. The only thing he added to his process is getting one and dones, which he didn't get before. Um, in this, in this, in this uh, season, I think the underrated watch players to watch are Quinterly and Samuels because of the talent. You see Booth and Pascal. You see what they're doing early on. I mean, he's slammed on contest. Which shout out to Colin Gillespie. He was in. Wow. The ups is crazy by Colin. Colin has just completely upped his game. He's a warrior. And um, you look at uh, Phil Booth, the 41 points against North Carolina in that scrimmage and the 18 points. I mean, Booth is going to score. If you give him the ball and you give him opportunities, Booth, that's what I'm. To, it, the, the great thing is that to see Booth get the ball a lot. When he gets the ball a lot, and you give him the green light before all the other look, the the 2016 championship. Okay, um, I mean, excuse me, the, 20, the the 2015 championship. Um, you're looking at that championship, and you're like, wow. You know, uh, Booth came off and he exploded. Everybody talking. I know. Uh, Archie Yakino was the MOP, but without Phil Booth, that, that championship would have been non-existent. Joe Barry was eating Villanova up for lunch. Phil Booth came and answered that, not Archie Yakino, but he had a good all-around game. All tournament, he was playing good, but Booth was the fire starter. Came off, boom. And the next year he was hurt, and then this year he was hurt. He played when he played. He was always productive. But still, even this year, even the year um, he was hurt, he would have got the ball the same way he got last year because he was never the first, second, or third option. He's always a fourth or fifth option, you know, maybe the sixth option. But he was a player that was just productive. Now, now he's into the spotlight. This is all eyes on Phil Booth. The high four-star point guard, Phil Booth. Okay. Combo guard now to change. I think Jay Wright changed him into an unbelievable player. His intensity, everything will, they're going to have to rally this young group that they haven't been a part of that before. But see what you get in Quinterly is somebody who's dynamic and break down the defense. We're not necessarily, we ain't talking about scoring, just taking care of the ball, making defenses, you know, guard him, making people guard him, making, you know, 
bringing people to him, he will open up the lane. He is going to be a slicer and dicer. Okay. That's going to be something nobody knows. Quinley's ready for this moment. Like his whole basketball life to this point, he has been waiting for this moment. Like he's been one of the top 30 players in the nation for 2018. I mean, he's always been dynamic and turned up the juice. Now he's with Jay Wright. That's dangerous. And then Jay Wright gives you the breakdown and interviews that like he can play off the ball. So he already knows what Quinley can do. He has something. This offense is going to be different. And then you hear about the Booth, Quinley, and Gillespie. They're going to be matchup and lineups like that. You give them a small ball lineup. You can even put Pascal at the five. And you can put Cole Swatter at the four. You nothing but or you can put Joe Cremo. Uh, but I, I doubt they put Cremo. That's just too small. But you put Cole Swatter, that'll be a lineup. If you could put Quinley, Booth, Gillespie, Swatter, Pascal, that'll be a death line. Everybody can shoot. Every single person on that lineup can shoot. Dylan Painter, you wait to see the proof that this guy can be a battler inside. He's going to be the tough 6'10 guy we need coming off the bench when Dada sit down. Then you got to deal with Dada when he come back because they're 6'9", 230. Dada's going to be athletic. He's going to be energized. It's another guy like Booth. The intensity of this team, a lot of people with intensity on this team. That's, you know, and Dada's another one. He's going to be contagious. He's going to be real good on defense. He's going to make the defense a different type of defense. That's his strong point, rebounding and defense. And then you feel like he can't play offense. He's so good in transition. He fits right in with the offensive system, and that's going to get him points in transition, going down the court um, on rebounds. I mean, you're going to see Dada, and you're going to be like, you're going to look up, and he'll have 21 points and 10, 11 rebounds. You'll be like, where did that come from? Because of him getting rebounds and scoring, transitioning and scoring. You know what I mean? He's going to get a lot of that, and Villanova likes to run. And then they say his mid-range jumper has gotten better. Of course, he's been working, so that's going to be added to his game. He can back you in inside tough. This guy, I don't think nobody really realizes how good he got is. So I can't wait till he gets on the floor and gives people, like, people are talking about the other teams, but I understand the proof, but recognize the talent of this team. Jermaine Samuels. See, this is where he comes in. He's going to have to be dynamic for this team. We're talking title right now. We're not even talking about what this team has or the previous team. We're talking about the title. You want to know what the title has to I don't know for the title to come. Jermaine Samuel has to be dynamic and be a problem on the court. I know the talent he has. He has NBA pro potential. He has first round NBA talent, lottery talent potential. He's very, very explosive, and that's his big point. Like, I mean, besides, you know, he could play on the other defensive end. Besides, he can shoot the ball. You know, you know, I mean, we don't know how great, but he can shoot that ball from the three. But he can drive on anyone, rise above anyone. Quick first step, take it to the hole, and he's not afraid he's gonna get to the line. It's gonna be something to see. This is what this evolves around. No, everybody's talking about Pascal and Boo, but nobody's going to their number one recruit and nobody's honoring, to me, respecting the recruiting ability of Jay Wright. You, you forget how good of a recruiter he is. Why is someone so surprised by Kyle Gillespie doing good? Why are they so surprised that Dada did good? Because he knows how to recruit. 
So you go to this young team, and you mean to tell me all those guys he recruited before, the Josh Hart's, he had Brunson as a, a freshman point guard when he won. He had Spillman as a freshman center when he won. How come you don't feel like he can take it? I mean, I see ace. I, st- I think it should be number five rate. I don't think it's – I think it's only a couple, you know, North Carolina, I guess. But, no, I, I just really feel like if you're going to rate any teams, if I just throw the dice out there, they would be number five. And I, I guarantee you that the, the, the five – the other – what teams, um, 20 teams that they're rated over, that Villanova's rated over, they're better than. I mean, in my opinion, you look at Duke, Kansas, and Oregon. Okay, it's three teams. Then you can put anybody in there from the North Carolina, uh, but some of them, ten, but you know, they're borderline. I, you know, four is a good spot if you want me to say that, but I would put five and, and say something like, um, maybe a, a North Carolina, Maybe a Virginia, maybe a, a Gonzaga. You know, you want to get another powerhouse in there. Well, the Nevada. Nevada is another team. I feel like that could be a team that could be at number four. You know, so if I had to pick, I pick those four teams, and then I give you number five would be Villanova. You know what I mean? I'm just giving. There are there are not. It's only four teams better than Villanova. And I told you I named Duke, Kansas, and I named Oregon, who I feel like can get that rating because of what they have. And then I go to Nevada. Now, after that, no, not Kentucky. Kentucky, listen, Calipari has not proven to me with the classes he's had that he can you know, go and win it. It's like Duke last year. They had number one in everybody at recruiting. And they didn't win a championship. You know, they've always had good teams. They've always had it. But Jay Wright is out coach teams. But you have to get the benefit of the doubt because Duke has that big three. And then you got Oregon having Bo Bo and Louis King and putting it around that talent that's still there. And you're looking at, at, at two, Kansas always has good basketball players on their team. They have them now. We all know. I mean, they're, they're deep. They're deep. They're experienced. And you got Bill Self. And he's always right in the thick of things every time. And then now coming up, you look at Nevada and what they did with the um the Martin boys, and then they get Jordan Brand. And that's crazy. The whole team is crazy. So I'm just saying that. But Villanova has the same type of explosiveness in this team. Now, like I told you, they're not the best, and I don't think they'll win. I think it's Duke Kansas all day. That's all I'm going with. Okay. Duke has pretty some three dynamic guys that you don't get. In, in a class, all right? And you don't even get the ability to get the first, second, and third guy in the whole nation. You get you get a lot of players. You get Villanova. Villanova is the type of team right now with Jermaine Samuels and Javon Quindley and, and Cole Swider and Brandon Slater. People want questions answered. Then you're looking at the young guys stepping up now even more this year. Dada starting, Jermaine Samuels starting. Of course, college basketball has questions. They have yet, and then, I mean, the crazy part is they give expectations with these other freshmen coming in. Duke has a big expectation. Kentucky has them with all these freshmen and other guys coming in. But they they, they, they really downplay the fact that Villanova knows how to recruit and has good freshmen that come in and they learn and they develop and get good. Jermaine Samuels and Javon Quinterly is going to change the perception of the Villanova team. Because this will lead up to Villanova having the number one ranking. And I mean this, 
Villanova is going to finish top five regardless in the top 25, regardless. Quinterly with Booth is going to be explosive. But people forget about Joe Cremo. You think he's going to start? No. Joe Cremo didn't come here to start. Joe Cremo came here to replace Dante DiVincenzo. We need a guy off the bench who can spark and do big things. And with him and Gillespie, that's big. Like, those two are going to really have a – you got him, then you got Quinley, Booth, Gillespie, and uh, Cremo, the, the great four-guard rotation. Then you got Cole Swider. I feel like people need to read up on this guy, him and Brandon Slater. And I feel like Brandon Slater is thrown under the bus. <laughs> like, y'all don't know how dynamic this guy is. Y'all don't, y'all don't you act like y'all don't know that this guy it was almost a five-star. Like, these guys are dynamic. Now, we go to a lot of things that um happened with Villanova. And I had to break down a couple of things with this team. You're going to have to be patient because they might not start out with a bang. It's going to be some ups and downs. Not terribly bad. Like, oh, God, this happened. No. It's just that they're not going to be as precise as last year's team. It's going to be a lot of growing pains. And you're going to see some things that are not as perfect as the other team. That team last year was so dynamic, man. People comparing them to the Warriors. You know, I compare them to the Spurs. I mean, it was like a mixture. They could shoot, they could they could pass, they could do it all. This team doesn't have that chemistry. So you're gonna see a lot of guys whose natural talents are gonna to have to kick kick in. Like you're gonna see Quinley and his dribbling ability and his ability to get to the hole, his ability to shoot, that's all gonna come out. You're gonna see Samuels coming in and, and, and earning his name. People don't even have their names yet in Nova. Only Booth and Pascal really have their names. If you want to talk about people on this team that had their name. Joe Cremo is the new guy on new kid on the block. Those are the three seniors. Jay Wright loves experience. Then you got three guys from the championship team, also from the recruiting class. So it's that that that's a good experience on their team, but it's not good enough to warrant um a, a number one, a number two, number three, a number four finish. And that's what I feel. But five is to me the highest you put a team like that because they've been there before. Um, Jay Wright is coaching this team. Jay Wright did surprise everybody on both championship seasons. So, in my opinion, watch yourself. Just watch yourself. All right. Um, now, now, let's talk about 2019. Okay. Let's skip up. And I feel like Villanova will finish grade eight this year and lose. But next year, wants a lot. Quinterly won't go to the draft. He's not on draft boards. But there's always some things that can go into that. You know, Spellman wasn't. Spellman was. Uh, he wasn't on this one real high. At all. He was, he was, Spellman was a first round 2019 selection, you know. And then I was like, lottery, him and DiVincenzo, lottery. DiVincenzo was also not on this year's board. The championship put these guys in this year's board, made Spellman a one and done, made DiVincenzo a, a top 20 pick. And, um, and, and it even surprised me he was there because I was thinking, you know, 23, 24, but you know, it was a person, uh, one of my followers, um, shout out to them was like, Hey, are you crazy? He going to be top. And I was just like, no, I didn't believe nobody was going to take him there, but they did. Um, it's just, and they're doing, he's impacting Milwaukee. Like, wow. Michael Bridges just had 16 last night. 
Um, Jalen Brunson has been showing all types of uh, impact with Dallas. It's just been real good for that that squad. That shows you how special that championship squad is and how Jay Wright develops players. And if I'm going to tell you anything about 2019, it's that Quinterly has not been there yet. There's no way you're going to say, it, not saying it can't happen until I see that buzz. And I will let y'all know when that buzz is coming. Right now, no. And then knowing how Jay Wright plays his freshman, he's not going to allow Quinterly just to get the ball and just shoot all cra- to get that type of impact. He's because that will be putting pressure on Quinterly. That will be putting if you're letting him shoot into that point to where he's looking to where he gets noticed. What I mean is that get enough shots to Quinterly. If you're getting Quinterly that many shots, that means you're forcing him to be the guy one of the top three guys, and that's not going to happen. He's not one of those guys. He's a guy that's going to help this offense, learn this offense, learn like Jalen Brunson did. And then next year will be his year where he explodes. The Quinn is going to be dynamic next year. He's going to turn into something special next year. Like, he, he, Jelly Nova is going to run college basketball in his sophomore season. Um, but this year, it'll be a lot of learning. Gillespie um, and, and, and Booth are more dependable in, in the trenches because they know things. They know about it already. Quinley is going to learn a lot, and he's going to be real good learning under Gillespie and Booth. Like He gets to learn from two people from the championship. Like He's going to turn to so much of a dynamic player because of that. And so he comes back. You got Brian Antoine. I mean, just that alone. I mean, the Big East, just give these guys the title. And I know I, I respect George. I respect a lot of people, but this is this is scary. Brian Antoine, mind you, a Ray Allen mixed with Tracy McGrady. You know, he's so explosive and smooth at the same time. And um, you're going to see a lot of, of growing from him to turn to an all-around player, something like, you know, uh, it's more explosive James Harden with defense, you know. Sorry, James Harden. But, no, Brian Antoine is going to be something big and special. I, I just can't wait to see this guy in Jay Wright's system and guard you. You're going to get this guy to learn. Like, he's going to be a top five talent. I think people are going to really watch out on this draft when he comes out, which is going to be the 2020 draft. People saying he's not the one and done. Whoever said that isn't lost their mind. Completely lost their utter and ridiculous mind. He's been a one-and-done since his junior season. Oh, he's been a one-and-done since his sophomore season. Like, he's been one of the top ten talents in high school ball. Him and Sky Lewis are the best duo, period, hands down, in high school ball. All right, so that, that was just crazy. He's not staying at Villanova. He's gone. Now, that's the backcourt. Okay, let's just focus on Quinley and Antoine in the back of the New Jersey Devils. Them guys are something. That, that is going to be, uh, yo, listen, I can't wait to see these two play together in the backcourt. The chemistry that they will have on the court together is going to be bananas. But you got Jeremiah Robinson Earl at the four. Just in time for Eric Pascal to go ahead and graduate, huh? I mean, he's going to be something nice. And the crazy part is they wasn't really hurting. Eric Dixon is there, which is going to be interesting because him and Dada battle, but Dixon's not taking Dada's spot. Uh, Dada will be a sophomore, be a junior. Dixon will have his chances to go, so that's going to be something dynamic in the sub. We're going to come back and talk about that. 
Jeremiah, Jeremiah Robinson Earl at the four is. Well, he could play. I mean, it's going to be matchups where he play the five because Robinson, Dada is the more power guy. You need that finesse at the four, but there will be matchups. It will be lineups where he will be at the five because he's talked about it. He said him and the coach staff talk about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he can definitely play inside. I mean, I've seen this guy play. He can play inside and, 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 and dominate you. He can play outside and give you hell. He can pass the ball. He's going to make their whole team better. Jermaine Samuels. Oh, he ain't going to start. Uh, I know everybody's also, I ain't talked about Sadiq Bay. He's coming. Jermaine Samuels, Sadiq Bay, and Slater will, that, that's going to be something, right? But they're not taking Samuels' spot. I, listen, I know y'all know Slater and Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay has been the most standout among the whole freshman players. He's been the guy that really has shown a lot playing ball. I mean, he has really shown a lot. Watch out for 6 8 Sadiq Bay, man. I mean, he he's a problem. He's a serious, serious problem. And when he gets on the floor, he um he lets you know he's dead, man. He can hit a three in your face. He's going to drive on you, rebound, train. I mean, wow. I mean, gee, I mean that 2018 class, to me, is a top five class. I mean, them guys are bad. I mean, woof. But, um, Jermaine Samuels, man, his athletic ability, and then he's going into his junior season. Him, that's so key to experience. Dot Eye and, and Samuels in their junior season with Quinley in his sophomore season, bringing two other five stars on the team are, is going to be elite. That team is going to be good. Good. Uh, and then you got Kyle Gillespie and Justin Moore off the bench. Can we, can we pump the brakes real quick? Kyle and Gillespie? Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore off the bench, man. If that ain't the toughest backcourt, they could start right now for anybody in the Big East. You can take you can take their backcourt out. I don't care who they are, all big, whatever. Shamari Pines, even. Now, I know Shamari Pines is a beast. He's the best player right now. He's my Big East player. I gotta give him that. I gotta get away because he is something. Uh, he's 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 a he's a dog. Um, but you can put take him off and put Justin Moore and Gillespie on. Now, I'm not saying right now that Justin Moore is better than Shamari Pines, but hold on. Talent-wise, potential, he can do the same things he can do. Pines is good right now because he's played and you've seen it, but Justin Moore is just that type of player. He's the same type of player Pines is. Tough, gritty, angry, score on you. Ha, take that. That type of player. Colin Gillespie is your prototype, blueprint, championship player. Not just point guard. I mean, you need a guy like this to win. If you don't have a guy like this on your team, you're going to have to have about three or four other guys to make up for the toughness he had. I'm just so proud of this kid. So proud of this kid. I, I get a lot of um people. It's, he's a, He has a big fan base. And I hate when I get people that come in. I talk about somebody else, but they, oh, Colin Gillespie, though. See, that's kind of taken away from how good the other player is. I, I, Colin Gillespie has his times. I talk about him, but, yo, let me get to him. <laughs> but it's great to have a fan base like that. I mean, there's nothing you can, but I'm just saying that on behalf of the other players. Like, that's kind of disrespectful. I mean, real talk. I mean, it's real big to like, X their name out, bring somebody else in, you know. Um, but 
let's a little bit um look at this team even more a dynamic part because Eric Dixon hasn't been mentioned yet or Sadiq Bay. So let's go to them. Sadiq Bay is going to get time on the 2019 team. And wow, how deep that is. Because I'm telling y'all now that Slater is going to still be backing up Samuels. Cole Swatter is going to back up Jeremiah Robson Earl. Um, Dada, Dylan Painter. Now, I just know that this is look at that. Now that's that's six people, but you forget about Eric Dixon and Sadiq Bay. And remember I told you about the four guard rotation, right? So you see how deep of a team this is. Now, Sadiq Bay could easily take Slater's spot. I mean, I know I like Slater, but Bay is looking good. I'm just talking about real talk. Bay could easily come in and be that guy. And if he if he shows he's better than Samuels, which I just don't think, because I don't think Bay or or Slater are better than Samuels. I I'm sorry, people. I don't, I don't know. I know y'all like this class that they, they both recruited, but y'all forgot who Jermaine Samuels was when everybody was liking he was recruited. Everybody forgot who he was. Um, you put in Dylan Painter, who's going to, it's not like Eric Dixon is going to, I know Eric Dixon is going to get time, but that is a great question to see if Eric Dixon even gets, if he gets redshirted, you know. I mean, he's a sophomore this year. Painter will be a junior next year. Will you? Will they? Re, will he rotate Dixon and Painter, or will Dixon get a red shirt? I mean, I think it's, it's smart. Go ahead and let Painter get that time in, and then let Dixon come on. And I don't think it's. I think you you red shirt Bay this year. You know you got a guy that's ready. Let him go ahead and get sharpened up, and then you know save these guys' eligibility. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. It's going to be crowded. They're not going to get no time. So I think Dixon should get redshirted. And this is how deep Villanova is. They can redshirt a guy like Dixon. That's unbelievable right now. And then soon, painting them guys will be gone. But I think in 2019, why do I think, you say, why do I, if you ask the question, why do I think that they'll win is because they're a little, they're a little super deep. And you got five stars like that. Just see what Jay Wright did with Michael Bridges. You go back, you see his rating. Okay, looks he got got a high four star rating. It's like Booth, but these guys were nowhere near expected to do the damage they were doing, especially in this era of so many good players coming out as one and done. They exceeded all those expectations. They beat teams like Kansas, Oklahoma in their first championship. And this championship, they just ran through teams. They just ran I mean, I don't care who you were. They were beating you up. So that's big. Well, all right, we're going to come back, and um, I wanted to break down a couple of things. 2020 class, we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, I'm sitting here reading some things. I, if I do a freeze or real quick, I'm reading some things. and I've been um, kind of going in. I, I talk about Civil football. Um, I talk about more basketball. So much basketball I got to talk about, man. And, you know, I'm going to insert it with some Villanova football, you know, because, you know, I, I – we gotta, we gotta stop this, man. We gotta stop the, uh, you know, that these guys went through injuries. We gotta stop putting the hammer down. I know that the success expectations are big, and I honor y'all for keeping that Nova Nation. I really do. Um, you want to win, but you gotta honor your family, and and this football family is trying. And if you do not seeing the injuries that this team has. That they're clearly winning with guys that are on the field that are not hurt. And we know Zach was on the field. Zach hurt. 
You're putting them on the field to try to win a football game. You're forcing them on the field. You're forcing a hurt guy on the field trying to win football games. Um, it's just not working. This defense is younger. And then when you, when you, when you get players that get hurt, you know, that add to this team, that carry this team that, you know, that's inexperienced, you know, it doesn't look good for the defense. Defense is very talented, but they're young. They're going to make some mistakes. They're not all the way there. And that 34 points, I mean, wow. You know, but there's a lot of things this team's experienced. A lot of guys are gone from this team. So people got to understand that. But we'll be right back, and we'll talk more about Villanova, Nova Nation Radio, two-hour special, because we want to give y'all what y'all want and what y'all need. Nova Nation, because you deserve it. Be right back. Follow the leader. All right, now we back. Now I want to get into a little bit about this. Just this step off is talk about coaching. Why Jay Wright is one of the best in the game. Um, he's went through it all. He's went through the low, the, the high expectations, and then not succeeding. He's had great teams. He's always been right there. It's just the tournament was always the question, right? The Jason Frazier class. We were talking about the best classes and all this too. We're gonna to get on that. But Jay Wright has. Like turn people upside down, like kind of like like Josh Hart. Come on, is it, it, high as a rating as a recruit as he was. The way he turned out was truly big time. And then Michael Bridges was like the icing on the cake, right? No, that wasn't icing on the cake. It was the DiVincenzo and Spellman. Out of all the guys that Jay Ryers had go, he said seniors. He had a senior been drafted. Now look, he's doing his thing with the Lakers and LeBron. He was just recently the MVP, Josh Hart, of the Summer League. Then you go and you get another guy, you know, who was on the bench, their, champ, their first championship team, good defensive uh, defensive player of the year for the Big East. I mean, this guy's that good. And he turned to a bigger a lottery pick over Josh Hart, a guy who was player of the year candidate. Then you look at Jalen Brunson, you know, a five-star and being where he is, right? You know, that that's another guy. But DiVincenzo is the true unsung story. Truly. As great as he was in high school, nobody knew he was this good. And he and, and the thing was, DiVincenzo, if he wouldn't have performed in the championship game, he's on no radars in the NBA for this draft. None. Zero. But the next draft year. See, 2019, he would have been top five pick. You can't tell me nothing like that. I know you got R.J. Barrett. You're looking at Zion Williamson. You're looking at um, Cameron Reddish. But this is DiVincenzo we're talking about who just won a championship. And this team would have been, to me, number one rated. With Spellman DiVincenzo coming back, yes, you put DiVincenzo with Quinterly, okay? That's crazy. That's retarded, all right? You put Spellman in there, and then you got uh, uh, Pascal, and you still got Dada on the bench. That, um, come on. I mean, stop it, all right? And then possibility, you probably could still get a Cremo, but I don't think they would have went after a Cremo. Probably went to somebody else, but I don't know if it would be a Cremo. But just looking at this team and then how quickly Jay Wright regrouped. When when DiVincenzo left, boom, he goes and he gets, he's going for Reed Travis. He gets Cremo. He's going for Reed Travis. Gets Cremo away from Duke and going for Reed Travis away from Kentucky. Went for both the big blues. Jay Wright, the, the mobster of the coaching game. I'm a, Okay, I'm going to go after you and you. Okay, one out of two. But he still goes back and gets Sadiq Bay, number one player in D.C. Give him the decommit from NC State. 
Then, then what you do? Checkmate, number nine class, 2018. Then he goes in and it's like, okay. I'm predicting Louis Antoine. I only got Antoine. Because, you know, Villanova went away from there looking for a big man. They went for Stewart. Stewart taking too long. You know, he's dabbling, having fun. You know, visiting schools, Michigan State, Syracuse. He's just having his fun. Villanova ain't with all that. <laughs> ain't with all that. Villanova is not with all that. Villanova is more like, is more with, okay, let's go to this guy who's showing more interest upon our interests. He just visited. Let's work on him. Let's not try to... Real a guy who's taking all day for visits, so you know, you're not, no, we're going to go for a guy, you know what I'm saying, who just visited us. Isaiah Stewart clearly was interested, and he would have visited Villanova, no doubt in my mind, but you would risk losing Robinson Earl, and then you're only depending on one guy. Wright likes to have different choices to go after. You ever notice that his whole recruiting class, he wants to make sure he has choices. You know, and then the, the Sadiq Bay was just big. I mean, after you lose Reed Travis, the one on, I think they knew Reed Travis was gone. I guess they went after Bay more because Reed Travis was out of here. Sadiq Bay was their coat for, uh, Reed Travis. And wow. So listen, that's on Jay Wright. Now let's talk about, um, the, the recruiting classes. I understand what people say. The Allen Ray, the Jason Frazier, uh, you know, um, you know, Gary Watkins got a big good write up on some good classes, but. For one, just stop it, stop it. Evolution is the key word in this whole thing I'm talking about here. Evolution. What do I mean by evolution? Okay. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's make the comparison like this. Back in the day, you had the George Mikans, the Jumpin' Joe Folks, the Bob Davies, um, um, can the list go on? Um, Clyde Lovelet, um, countless players. Dolph Shays. Can, can we go down the line? Um, Gail Goodrich. Let's talk about guys. Let's talk about guys out there. Gail Goodrich. Um, uh, Wes Unsell, uh, Elvin Hayes. Um, but then stop. There's a Dr. J. Okay. Dr. J comes in. You had Lou Alcinder. Then you had a lot of guys come in, but Dr. J. All right. But then you got Michael Jordan. Then you got LeBron James. It's evolution, people. Then we're talking about, but then you just talk about centers. You're talking about uh, the artist Gilmore's, the Nate Thurman's, the Patrick Ewing's, the Skill O'Neill's. Then you got Joel Embiid's now. You got DeMarcus Cousins. You know, you look at uh, Anthony Davis and the Stretch Four and just a whole different game. These guys are more elegant than any of them some recruiting classes you're ever going to just do that. The only guys you can really look at that, that can compare to any guys in those other recruiting classes. Let's just talk about this. And I'm telling you, like, Justin Moore is more like the Allen Ray of the any, you know, he's just a shooter. He's not super athletic. He's athletic enough, but he's not like that. Eric Dixon is a different type of player. He's, out of all the fours that Villanova had coming in, nobody with his size has ever shot three-pointers like that, just like Spellman. This is the evolution game now. So he he crosses a lot of forwards because forwards can't do what he can do. All right. Brian Antoine. How many guys were as athletic and explosive as I Antoine? I don't even carry Kittles. I mean, we're talking about, you know, just from see me, tack me on from 89 to 90. And then I can tell you about watching TV Villanova. Okay. Now, before that, nah. All right. I did my homework, watched game tape, watched games, saw players, saw how they played. Uh, Paul Arizon, okay? Watch that tape. 
Don't be bored. It's just how basketball was back then. Paul Arizona was a monster. Okay. Super duper monster. All right. But he wasn't athletic as a Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Of course, he's better than him. This is not even the question. All right. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the first guy you saw to even look remotely in his athletic ability was Tim Thomas. Okay. And this guy, Tim Thomas can shoot the three ball. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that's that's, that's it. That's it. And then that whole recruiting class they had with Tim Thomas isn't better than this recruiting class with Robinson Earl because they didn't have an Antoine. They didn't have a Justin Moore too on that class with an Eric Dixon. That's just that's 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 out of here. Out of here. Okay. Now you want to go to Jason Frazier, another guy. I mean, I, mean, I hate their names, Yaru, and um, you got Armwood on one, one class. You got Malik Williams on one class. You got Dominic Cheek on one class. These guys weren't even as athletic as these guys. Justin Moore is the only guy you can compare on there, okay? The other three on totally different levels of the game. Dixon, Antoine, and um, Robinson Earl. Athleticism and, and with how they play, the game was not played like that. So stop it. Now, you, we can even go to the 2000, 2018 class, but that's not going to be the greatest, greatest class ever. I think this is too many classes that are like that class. But this class, a little bit different, a little bit different. There wasn't no guys that were going to go one and done, and they had the chance to during that time. So no guys from there was going to go one and done. Guys that left a Villanova from them classes didn't even get drafted. These guys are guaranteed to get drafted. At least Robinson Earl and Antoine. Guaranteed. Now, this is going to be a great, great, great um, senior class because now we get to see guys that are already committed. We're going to see some McDonald's All-Americans. I, I guarantee you Antoine and Earl are going to be, Robinson Earl are going to be the McDonald's All-Americans. The thing is, will they let Eric Dixon, will Eric Dixon and Moore make it? Because they could still be five stars. In my opinion, they are five stars. They have done everything it takes. Every time these guys step on the court at AAU, Team USA, they are one of the top 10 best players on the court out of all, you know, guys that are getting invited. They are top performers. Eric Dixon, Justin Moore, Robinson Earl, Antoine. From AAU to high school ball, they are elite players. You have to come see these boys. They are explosive dynamic. Now, you're not getting a class like this. Now, like it's like it's, it's it's real real. When they got him a Stewart, when I knew that could happen, I was just like, well, I didn't even think they can get. At first, when Stewart started to drip, when they started to stop recruiting him, I just didn't hear no noise. And then I started hearing noise about Robinson Earl, and I was like, okay, this like it's gonna happen. Then I started seeing a lot of followers say, it. like I knew about it, and even though I heard some people say, it, I don't just believe a lot of people because I don't hear people say things that are wrong. So I go on my perspective and what I think the the movement is, you know, if I'm told something, I don't go with it all the time. And I'm always told when a lot of these guys, I've been told stuff that I didn't believe in guys and they was right. So, you know, I go on my own movement all the time. It's just how it is. I just do my homework on yes, no's, and then I see what he's done, calculate his movement. What I've heard from coaches, uh, high school coaches, other high school coaches, and, you know, college coaches, you know, it's, 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 it's a game out here being an analyst. And um, like I said, Villanova is a special school that was able to throw their championship pedigree in it. It was already special, but their championship pedigree really reels people in. Robson Earl wants to win. He likes winning. He likes performing. He wants to be 
an NBA player. I think he'll be a, a if I had to compare to anybody, be Nicholas Batum, a more explosive Nicholas Batum. Seriously, I think he can really be some. And then you're talking about, um, you know, you can throw so many guys in there, the Trevor Zariz, the Chandler Parsons, guys who can score. Um, but you also have to throw guys that can pass in there. You know, uh, he's 6'9". It's really going to be hard to look at who's out there now. Draymond Green can go inside his pedigree because the guys are all around talent. He's physical. I'm really going to love to see him in Villanova. That was just such a good pickup, such a good commit. I mean, you can get Isaiah Stewart and that's big. That would have been humongous, you know. But getting a guy of his versatility is something. See, I really want to see what Jay Wright going to do with this guy. Like him and Antoine, to improve these two guys is a little. And then Quinterly, like they're different. They're dynamic players. Like you're looking at who Jay Wright got. Malik Williams was an unbelievable player out of high school. Um um, them guys were good, but Quinley's a little different monster, man. He's a more evolutionized point guard. I like that the, the shooting has become so highly prioritized that to shoot the ball um, is exceptional and very, very popular. He's he's aced it. Like, dude's not, he's a very underrated. Y'all know this guy can shoot threes and don't shoot, and shoot him in a high clip. He can take you off the dribble. He's going to be something to stop. His second year is going to be so exciting because of what he's going to learn and what he's going to do. Like I said, he's not going to get the ball like that to be able to make an impact to go to the NBA. Um, look at Jalen Brunson. You have a field booth who knows the offense. They're not going to give the pressure on him to create the ball, create like that. Trey Young got the ball like that. Spellman, they needed that big man, and he contributed. And But look how many times he got the ball. It's just the fact that Spellman showed athleticism and the fact that, guess what, y'all? He can shoot the three ball. That's what made him attractive. The championship game. He showed up in a big game, and he like he'd been showing up all year. That was the game to show up, and he did. So, it's just real big, man. It's just real big to see what happens this year. And then in, in 2021 is uh, 2020 and 2021 are two classes that in the second hour we'll get to. Now, football, I understand everybody's – I mean, I know you should be. I mean, it's three and five. It's not looking good. And, you know, Zach has to get, get back into the fold. I mean, he has to get healthy again. This guy, come on, man. And I'm not going to – it's just a struggling time, but this team can still surge if Zach, if Zach is healthy. This team can surge. So that's the good thing. This team can still come through and surge and have a winning record. Now, um, uh, Zach has to start connecting to his receivers. Tight ends. I mean, Ryan Bell. What happened to Ryan Bell? Like, people are hurt and they're not out there. And it's really hurting the Villanova Wildcats, their chemistry. When they first came – and it was Zach B, Zach B and Ryan Bell. When all those guys were healthy and Rob Rowe, when they are healthy, this team is the best team in the CAA. I mean, they can take anybody on. But when you don't have those leaders, they completely deflate. Completely deflate. There's no identity in that team. Of course, there's no leadership among seniors. The guys they're looking for to succeed and to, to lead them are not out there. You know, they started off hot. It was three and one. Nobody was saying none of this. Now, all of a sudden, everybody forgets. All right, they've lost four straight just over three and one. So now it's just time for Villanova to let loose. And you're right. 
the young people will come in. But not, I don't listen. Everybody young ain't gonna come in. If you ain't got the experience, those defense, or you ain't earned it, you ain't getting in. Next year is gonna be real interesting. You know, um, it's not. Don't don't look for a up year. Look for a year where you be patient and see who breaks out. Next year's quarterback is gonna be very interesting. See, Quadir Ismail, that's the guy. He's the next one. Quadir is the next one. Y'all see him come in, right? Okay. Jack is not going to get it. Quadir is going to take that. I want to see this six seven guy really get down and get this offense rolling. Um, you know, um, there were more injuries this year. Everybody knows injuries. There's been more injuries this year than just Zach. And so, if nobody, everybody is 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 like nine, not even looking at that position. Are y'all just ignoring that fact and you don't know football? And then you could just go ahead and blabber. But this team, if they had their, their key people healthy, they would win. Um, as far as recruiting going, uh, I got an interview coming over VU Sports. Jimmy Frisk, a three-star three, three star offensive tackle that they got offered for 2019. He's a big guy. And he's going to add, they're, they're looking to make this line even more solidified. They're, they're looking for that and to, to help protect these quarterbacks. And they have some good players coming in. Um, we all know about Jalen Jackson, you know. Jalen Jackson is going to be a special running back for them. We all know, and I think that's what the, the, the red shirt, <laughs> they want to hold him back. You know, they want to hold Jalen back so Jalen can have all his time and get the ball. I think Jalen is, the him and Damone Drew are going to be, Oof. And Quadri is they want to see Quadri Ismail get in there and do their thing. These these young guys can play. Quadri is six seven for one. You're gonna see him do some special things. These guys are gonna they have to learn though. Let them get their feet wet. Let them mess up. But when these guys get together, it's gonna to be a good team. They're gonna compete. They have good defensive players. They have a good line with Mikey Taylor, Jalen Howard, you know, coming in there. Um you look at uh Owen Thomas. You got Quentin Tonsil. You have um, James Lawson coming. I mean, these guys, if, if nothing should make you excited about the future, it's the fact that so many impact freshmen have came in. Um, Changa Hodge has to get, you know, more into I think we'll, we'll see more with Changa Hodge for next year. Uh, this guy can play. And um, also looking at Dez Boykin is. I'm telling you, just look for this team with uh, Changa High, Dez Boykin. These two guys are going to be explosive. All right, then you got um, Ty Summer. You got Simon B. You know what I'm saying? So these two big, big targets are going to be good right there. So it's something to look forward to. Just look at this team and watch out and see who develops. But Changa High and Boykin are going to be dynamic. I think that's where it's all going to flow from. Those two guys are highly talented, and I see a lot of stuff happening with them at receiver. Javon Jones is another one to look at. That's just the third guy. I think Javon Jones is going to turn into a dynamic weapon out there at receiver. All these are young guys that just have to keep go. You got to have patience. Got to have patience. Um, nobody can sit there and act like it's going to be easy to develop a team. That, I mean, so um, had to have patience. Now, Justin Moore. Justin Moore is a linebacker that they also, uh, 2019, they offered. 
Look out for him now. If I had to look up any of them guys, I think Jimmy Frisk is a Nebraska commit. Uh, he already told me to release his top schools. It was Nebraska, UConn, and Villanova was number three. Um, I forgot what else. Um, I turned um, it's the two other schools that he uh, mentioned to me. But you, that interview will be coming out, and you'll see those uh, top five schools. I'll release them. But Villanova, I know, is number three. Nebraska, UConn, Villanova. So um, I, I don't see him committing right now to Villanova right now. But he is from Ardmore. His people are from the Ardmore area in Pennsylvania. And um, he always said he's been a Pennsylvania kid. He's always been around the Philly area. So that's good to know. He's in the top schools, and Villanova's compete with Nebraska and UConn for him. But Justin Moore, we'll see what, what comes out with that. Justin Moore is just another guy that I feel like now I, f- I feel like he can be he, he can commit he'll commit to Villanova. Villanova's getting some loaded. You just gotta let these guys. They got some good players they're getting. Um, but it's hard when the offense is not flowing. They can't score no points. Can't score no points. New Hampshire totally shut them out. That's the second shutout in a row. That's bad. Just just like nobody's there. Um. Zach isn't able to play right. I mean, y'all y'all know how Zach is, so y'all know something's wrong. So for y'all to brush him off, y'all are not Villanova fans. I mean, this team is the one national championship in, in the FCS. So don't act like this team is successful and do what it do. So and last year they had dealt with so much and still was winning some games ugly. But they didn't, you know, have a winning record. I mean, to not give Mark Ferranti that type of credit as good as he's been doing with what he has. You got to stop. I think it's just really crazy to go against what Mark Ferranti and Ola Adams and Joe Trainer and Devine all did. Penny Packer, excellent job. They'll get things going. Um, so y'all just uh, hang tight. All right, this is this is it right here for the first hour of Villanova Radio, man. Listen, um, next hour we will talk about the 2020 class, and we will talk about um, who I think the the. But another fun thing for what did what these guys average in 2019? I want, we're going to talk about 2018 averages. Um, we're going to talk uh, into some football. Um, I just want you to know that people have to hold their breath. I know losing is hard, but this team is going to make you proud in the future. Next year is going to be an experimental year to see what happens. And this is the and this year, next year, I can't really judge where they're going to be at. We're going to see what happens, and we'll see what players. If the quarterback is looking good, you know, we can look at a probably a season where there are a couple of games or two games over five hundred. Um, right now, I'm not looking for them to explode. It's the year after that I'm looking for them to explode. Okay, so this team can do good things next year. They can show flashes, but the year after that, I expect them to be a championship contender in the FCS. So in two years, this team is going to be at their peak level, you know. So, all right, y'all, this is it for the first hour. Um, Follow the leader. I will see y'all the second hour, man. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Peace.